Welcome to our podcast series from the Global Critical Philosophy of Religion Project. This project aims to rethink the philosophy of religion from the ground up, with an entirely new set of categories and questions. As you may imagine, this is no small task. The interview series on teaching is created by Nathan Lowen. The interviews are supported by a grant from the Wabash Center. All of the podcasts you find here on the Global Critical Philosophy of Religion are hosted by Study Religion, a production of the Department of Religious Studies at the University of Alabama. How might philosophy of religion be taught and studied in the 21st century? Louis Kamiathi is a leading independent scholar, educator, and translator. His current work explores cross-cultural practices and perennial questions related to contemplative awareness, embodied aliveness, and beyond states. You can learn more from his website linked in this podcast's credits. Dr. Kamyathi was part of a pilot project teaching philosophy of religion with a global critical approach. The pilot was supported by the Wabash Center with a grant administered by Gary and Kopf at Luther College. We had two conversations on November 17, 2021. We discussed the question, how might a revised approach to studying Taoism influence teaching the philosophy of religion? Another topic that's been of interest to you is to rethink Taoist philosophy through more recent European philosophers such as Pierre Hadot and Michel Foucault. Is this something that other Taoist scholars have been doing in your field? No. So there's a kind of, I think, complicated intellectual history to this, and I'll just make it brief, which is um, I have tended to be on the religious studies side of things in the academic study of Taoism. And so a lot of my kind of earlier work was advocating for rethinking the earlier periods as having these religious dimensions. But over the course of these years, and especially with the Global Critical Philosophy of Religion group, I've been kind of engaging more philosophy of religion um, scholars and thinkers. And so then the kind of why do I have this question or these issues with the category of philosophy has come up. And so one of the things I've tried to do is not just make an argument for why I think we, it's better to think about the Taoist tradition as religious, but also to kind of rethink the category of philosophy in a way that might make space for re-engaging Taoism um, along these revisionist lines of Hado and, and the later Foucault. I'm thinking specifically about the history of sexuality and the kind of techniques of the self kind of materials in Foucault. Uh, so so it's, it's basically re-engaging the question of philosophy from a critical perspective with my own critique of it, but then saying, but there are some resources to reimagine this. And so the short answer is, um, as far as I'm aware, I'm the main person trying to bring in people like Hado and Foucault into the explicit discussion of Taoism or so-called Taoist philosophy. Right. And I can hear our listeners potentially looking at the um, Wikipedia page for Foucault and reading the first sentence there, perhaps, um, but in in brief, I know you mentioned two written texts, but is there some sort of perspective with this scholar's work that you want to bring to bear on the topic of Taoism? Hado and Foucault. Uh, maybe let's just go Foucault first. Who is this person? And in a nutshell, um, what's the perspective that... Yeah, so, I brought? mean, obviously, Michel Foucault is a very complex figure with a lot of different views and, and a lot of influential um, studies. 
So when I'm invoking Foucault here, I'm not just thinking of him in terms of the archaeology of knowledge or a kind of deconstructionist approach. I'm thinking about his later work that's partly influenced actually by Hadot, where he starts to really advocate for thinking about philosophy as focusing on techniques of the self and the way the way in which um, it's not just about ideas, but it's about enactment. It's about embodiment in the world. It's about the ways in which we transform ourselves, right? That we're always transforming ourselves in different ways. Um, and so then if we use the framework of techniques of the self, how might that change the way we think about the project of philosophy? Right. And one name that people might not know is the other one, Pierre Hadot. What do you mean? Techniques of the self, practices? Right. So uh, so Pierre Hadot is also, I mean, more of a historian of philosophy, but I think you can think of him as a philosopher in his own right, but was especially interested in a kind of revisionist engagement with um, Hellenistic philosophy, thinking about the ways in which there were um, what he calls spiritual exercises and how in his revisionist reading of the history of philosophy, um, a lot of the earlier philosophical materials were really about spiritual exercises and practices that were meant to transform character. So it had this kind of root in a kind of transformative practice that would change the way we are in the world and that that was really the project of philosophy. The project of philosophy was not simply to transform our consciousnesses or our minds, but to actually lead to a complete reconfiguration of character. Now, as far as I know, neither of them were scholars of anything to do with Asia or East Asia or Taoism. Why did you choose these two? And what's the work that you do in adapting their work into your work? Yeah, so absolutely. I, uh, they're both clearly on the kind of Western, on the side of Western, of the Western philosophical tradition or traditions. Um, so one part of this is what I alluded to at the beginning, which is speaking to individuals that self-identify as scholars of Asian philosophy or Chinese philosophy or thinking or philosophers of religion and these kinds of things is then, okay, where are resources in the Western philosophical tradition that would allow us to reimagine so-called Western philosophy, but then also put that in dialogue with the materials or traditions from other cultures, and in this case, Taoism. So one part of it is to say, is philosophy really about disembodied ideas? Or is philosophy really just about thinking or thought? Or is it also about a form of practice? So that's the kind of Hedot and Foucault insight is we should be looking at the applied, the lived, the enacted, the embodied. And then for me to say, well, that's exactly what I see in especially classical Taoism in this case. So bringing their revisionist engagement with their own traditions into my revisionist engagement with Taoism allows me to open up potential other areas of conversation, especially with people that want to believe that these materials are philosophical, and then to say, okay, do you mean philosophical in the way that Hado means philosophy, or do you mean philosophy in the way that the later Foucault means? Because then it's possible that I'm more sympathetic to those interpretations. Um, or do you mean it more in the sense of disembodied thought that allows us to have nice, comfortable academic positions and not actually think about the way in which this is enacted in the world? Because that's not classical Taoism. 
So part of it is to say, I think the categories of um, spiritual exercises, techniques of the self are helpful for actually elucidating um, some of the Taoist materials, especially the contemplative and the mystical dimensions of the tradition. So let's say I knew nothing of Taoism and I'd never heard about Hedo or Foucault either, but you wanted me to learn something about philosophy and Taoism in the sense that you're talking about. What would be an example that you would offer to me and and help me learn about? Yeah, so I think the first piece is to just give a kind of simple distilled version, as I just did, about Hedo and Foucault and say, what are these concepts that they're putting forward as a revisionist framework to think about philosophy? So spiritual exercises, techniques of the self, what is that? Well, there's some kind of transformative praxis that's underneath what we tend to think of as conventional philosophy. Well, when you take that and you start to move through some of the classical Taoist materials, for example, like the Tao Te Ching, the Zhuangzi, there are other texts too, but those are the ones that are most well-known and usually used in, in academic courses. And then you start to comb through those texts, looking for what you might call spiritual exercises or techniques of the self. What do you find? And you find a tremendous amount of information. Well, when you then start to think through the, the, that material from a more contemplative, lived, applied perspective, what does it tell you? And it tells you that they think that they have a spiritual technology that will transform you, that will lead to a different way of experiencing that will align you with the sacred reality, that will lead to a completely different way of being in the world. So, I mean, it sounds like you're, um, you could reframe what you're talking about, not as philosophy of religion, but philosophy of spiritual technology? Or philosophy of praxis. So I've been with other members of the group talk, thinking about this, a philosophy of praxis, a praxis of philosophy. Um, is that something we want to imagine? Do we want to imagine philosophy beyond the classroom? Um, and this is where I think it's it's radical and maybe it's radical in the sense of being traditional, returning philosophy back to maybe some of its foundational um, roots in the sense of, well, are we trying to be better human beings? Is there a larger purpose to being human in the world? Are there certain problems that are calling us to change? And that maybe philosophy as a set of spiritual exercises and techniques of the self give us materials and resources to work on that in an intentional way, in a transformative way, in a way that might actually lead to a beneficial presence in the world. And I have a hunch that that changes what students' homework assignments might be. <laughs> I mean, we haven't talked about the classroom much here and we're near the end of our conversation. But as I listen to you, I think that the sorts of homework we might give students as as teachers changes substantively when we start thinking about philosophy of praxis and the praxis of philosophy, especially if we're trying to rethink something like either religious studies or the philosophy of religion from the ground up, the kinds of questions and categories, but also the kinds of things we do starts to change with the perspective that you're offering us here. Yeah, and you can also, I think, develop a set of exercises that are not explicitly religious, because this is always one issue that we face, that are more about a phenomenological investigation of one's own experience, one's own relationships, one's own way of being in the world. 
that brings greater awareness of that, that then clarifies the students' values for themselves. Nothing imposed on them, but a kind of inquiry. So this is where it does intersect with that other field that I'm interested in, contemplative studies, which is here is a contemplative inquiry. There is, we're not trying to make you into something. We're trying to ask you to simply investigate these questions. And here's a set of parameters or principles or even exercises that will help you do that. To close out our conversation, I'd like to hear from you what you think uh, people who are interested in what we've talked about, or, or even instructors or professors or teachers who are interested in uh, implementing this or considering what kind of possibilities are out there, what sorts of resources would you direct them towards as they might want to develop this kind of approach um, to teaching and learning? Yeah, so in my Introducing Contemplative Studies book, there's a chapter on contemplative pedagogy where I try to give a, a kind of variety of exercises from across disciplines. So not, not specifically religious studies, but saying here's a, a discipline-specific set of exercises that you might consider. Not that you should adopt these, but when you think about your own pedagogy, when you think about what you're teaching, when you think about why you're teaching it, when you imagine other possibilities of learning, what exercises might you develop? Or are there exercises that you have an affinity with that's aligned with your pedagogical goals that you could incorporate into your classes that would deepen students' learning, but also hopefully their own kind of larger lives? So there, there's materials in there, there's some further um, references. And then I think the other part is really going through this, this kind of critical inquiry on our own about our classes, right? And about the kinds of classes we teach, the material we're teaching, and are there certain kinds of exercises that are maybe less conventional types of learning exercises, but that give students another way of approaching the material or thinking about the relevance of that material to their lives. Outstanding, thank you so much. This has been a wonderful conversation. Uh, I hope that it's going to lead to some fruitful inquiries for everyone who listens to it. Thank you. And yeah, feel free to contact me if people have questions or comments. So thank you. We'll be sure to put your website in the credits. Thanks. Thanks for listening. For more information about the Global Critical Philosophy of Religion project, please visit our website at globalcritical, and that's all one word, dot as dot ua dot edu. There you will find our participating scholars, publications, sponsors, projects, and contact information. Study Religion is a production of the Department of Religious Studies at the University of Alabama. For more information about our department, please visit the website at religion.ua.edu. Or you can search for our department on Twitter, Instagram, Vimeo, Facebook, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify podcasts. Thanks. Goodbye. I was like, yeah, it's all right. That's all right. I thought you were trying to connect the two. <laughs> yeah, this is sounded, well, deja vu, story of my life. <laughs>